there, this is Very Bad Words. I'm Matt Fiddler. Right now, I want to talk about the most taboo of subjects. This is a subject we rarely talk directly about. I mean, we have all sorts of euphemisms around it because it's such a taboo topic. And when it's personal, we rarely say the literal word. What I'm talking about is death. The words dead, die, and dying. And please stick to the end of this short minicast because I do have a question I want to ask you and I really want your feedback on. Because there's a reason I'm talking about this horrible subject. My cousin, who I called April to hide her true identity, was on the show last year in a minicast talking about her experience listening to Bill Burr and the word cunt. Now, she did this while getting treatments for cancer. And unfortunately, April died a couple of weeks ago. It's terribly sad for our entire family. She was this amazing person. She's only 43 years old. She had school-aged children and was married to her high school sweetheart. So it's just an all-around tragedy. So I totally understand that this is a hard subject for us to talk about. And I personally am feeling this really acutely right now. When something like this happens, you want to talk to the people closest to the deceased to try to make them feel better. But saying the word dead or die seems like a taboo word in itself. So we tend to avoid it. It's actually not a taboo word at all. We use it all the time, right? When, when was the last time your phone ran out of battery and you said... It died. My phone's it dead. It died. Exactly. I think you play a log well. But we say it all the time. That's Rabbi Phyllis Summer. And this interview I had with her about death and euphemisms made me wonder why we don't have dirty words around death like we do around most other taboo subjects, like sex, religion, bodily functions. We've covered all this before. They all have awesomely powerful swear words that we then transfer to unrelated things, like saying something is the shit or saying fuck yeah. But we don't use those literal words when using those words as metaphors. Like we don't say something is the feces or intercourse, yeah. But we do say our phone died or the bill going through Congress is now dead, or I'm dying of laughter. Because even though the subject of death is taboo, the specific language is not. We're okay to use it when it's fixable or when it's an inanimate object. When we talk about people, we tend to gloss over those words. If you read the obituaries, you'll see most of them say so-and-so passed away or so-and-so you know, gained their angel wings or whatever those phrases would be. I spent some time looking up obituaries online after this interview, and they were exclusively American obits, but from various locations around the country and spread over about a 150-year time span. All of the recent ones in the last 20 or 30 years say things like passed away, passed from this world to the next, returned to her heavenly father, received her angel's wings. And the most common one was by far passed away peacefully being present in maybe 80 to 90% of the modern obituaries I looked at, which made me think, is this wishful thinking? Or do the majority of people actually pass away peacefully? I mean, I hope it's the latter. It sounds nice. But when I started getting into obits that were much older, for example, the 1930s, I noticed more and more obituaries were more direct with their language and said things like, who died in Oklahoma, or the death of, or died of heart failure, died at 10 p.m., died in his home. All of this made me wonder, who is this euphemistic language for? Is it for the person being spoken to, the person who is experiencing grief? Or is it really for the person trying to console, lying to themselves a little bit about the other person's pain so you aren't forced to empathize so strongly and feel that person's pain too? 
After all, empathy isn't required in this situation, just sympathy, which is easier, a little more detached. There's a lot of ways that we treat grief and we push it away because it's, it's ugly and it's uncomfortable. And we don't always know how to deal with people who are grieving or sad. And so, yeah, we're, we're taking, we're trying really hard to find ways to bring comfort without having to step too deeply into that place of pain. But what happens when sympathetic euphemisms start to muddy the message? Join us next week as we talk more with Rabbi Summer, and we'll have two of the world's most noted experts on euphemisms, Steven Pinker and Kate Burridge. They'll be on the show to talk about the nature of euphemisms, their upsides, their downsides, and the dangers of something called the euphemism treadmill. And I want to hear what you think. Do you find it comforting when people use soft euphemistic language when trying to comfort you around death? I mean, I personally don't like it when someone says, oh, she's in a better place. I mean, they're trying to make me feel better. But I think, how the hell do you know she's in a better place? Or I'd rather have her here on earth, not this so-called better place. But maybe it makes you feel better thinking of your loved one sitting on a cloud in heaven or with a loved one that died years earlier. Or maybe you'd just rather have people be honest. This person is dead. It sucks. I understand why you're crying and in pain. There's no way to make that prettier. There's no way to come back from that. There's no way to tidy that up. And and we want things to be tidier. Leave me a voicemail by calling 331-BAD-WORD. That's 331-BAD-WORD. Or let me know through Facebook and Twitter. You may hear yourself on the next episode of Very Bad Words. Special thanks this week to new Patreon patrons who gave at the $5 or more level, Julie Rose and Ed Hotkins. Thanks for supporting the show, Julie and Ed. And thanks to everyone who's given at any level to our Patreon page. We really appreciate it. And see the rest of you next week on Very Bad Words. (laughs) 